0: It's The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel.
1: Bonjour, bonsoir, and welcome to The Rendezvous. Bienvenue. I'm Simon Marcel, your host. And tonight, before I get to your calls and we talk love and relationships and love stories, I want to share a little story about my younger cousin, Samuel. He's 21. He's been in Chicago for three years, studying in university, and kind of, he fell in love. And he fell in love with that very lovely, charming girl from another state and uh, last night, they had a very magic night, and that's all I can say. Very romantic, very poetic. And one of these nights, as a young man, you never forget. And I'm sure as a young woman, she will not forget either. And so, you know, I talk about love here, but I celebrate every time I hear people say, I love you, I love you too. And then all of that, and all the passion that comes with it. It's summer, la vie est belle. So I wanted to share that because I'm happy for them. Uh, For your calls, though, and questions, 855-905-8255. If you have a question for me, just dial in. 855-905-8255. Christina, bonjour.
2: Bonjour, Simon.
1: Bonjour, Christina. Welcome to The Rendezvous. How can I help you tonight?
2: Thank you. Hi. All right. I've been with my guy for about a year now. And he still hasn't popped the question yet. And I'm wondering if I should try to force him to marry me or should I just, you know, move on and cut my losses.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, before I answer, tell me a little more. So, as he said, I love you. Are you guys exclusive? Is everything, all the, the, the stars aligned? What the situation is?
2: Yes, we do say we love each other. Um, we're not living together yet. Uh, you know, we don't really have many future plans together.
1: What do you mean by that? Okay. So you don't you guys don't talk about the future or just what do you mean by you? we have no future plans?
2: Well, what he does is he kind of avoids when I'll say, do you see a future with me? And then he'll change the subject.
1: That's not so a good sign. be
2: like, no, that's why I'm thinking, I mean, I don't want him to be a time sucker, you know? I, I want... I want him to to love me and to marry me, you know?
1: But um, I have a tough question for you, though. But why would you want to marry somebody who doesn't really want to marry you?
2: Uh, That's true.
1: Right? I mean, you've got to be with somebody who loves you as much, maybe even a little more than you love them. I don't want you to like try to force him to anything. There is no point ever in forcing somebody to be with you. Either they want and they can't wait to be with you and they're looking forward to be with you. Or maybe it's not the right person. And it's okay too because you've had two good years. And if you feel that time for you to find somebody else, then it's time to do it.
2: You're right.
1: You know? I. Yeah. It's something that that you have to really reflect in the next couple of days do I want to be with somebody who doesn't want to be with me that is such an important mistake to avoid so don't do like me I've made these mistakes before so I want you to learn from me and do better than me and certainly not be Uh forcing somebody to marry you that doesn't want a future with you what's the point that's true okay and so my advice is reflect follow your intuition and probably move on
2: Okay. I will do okay. that, Simon. Thank
1: you. You're most welcome. Thank good you. luck to you. I'm glad you called me. It's going to change your destiny oh, for this one.
2: Thank you so much.
1: You're welcome. Have a good night. You too. You know, this is a key advice in life. Don't be attracted by somebody who doesn't want to be with you. I mean, let, let me talk a little more about this and give you some some red flags to avoid. That's next. Have you ever been with somebody who you're in a relationship with, you're exclusive, but you can feel it's not going forward? Nobody's talking about any future. First red flags. When you say, I can see this in the future, the person avoids the topic, uh, avoids to meet the family if he can or if she can. The partner kind of is right in the here and now, but has no intent whatsoever to marry you ever. And you are like a magnet sometimes where, you know, you love the person. And they give you such a good time, but you don't want to see the fact they maybe give you a great time, but they don't love you back. And the biggest mistake we can do is stay with me. I'm going to share that mistake next. So you're in a relationship. Think about it. Everything is going well. The person you're with gives you the time of your life. You are feeling like on a like on a high cloud. Life is beautiful. La vie est belle. You, you're falling in love. But for some reason, that partner doesn't talk about the future. That partner avoids the conversation of the future because that partner doesn't love you. Even if they say love you, they don't really mean it. And we don't want to hear this. So the biggest mistake we can make is try to force or convince that partner that with time, They're going to love us, that they have to learn maybe and give us a chance so they can love us. But it never happens. So don't do like me because I've made that mistake many times. Do better than me. When you see the signs that your partner is not that into you, free yourself from that situation. It's sad, it's hard, but freedom is the way for love again. So keep that in mind. You call the next 855-905-8255. 855 905 8255. You have a question? Mm-hmm. Call me. Angeline, bonjour.
3: Bonjour, Simon.
1: Bonjour, Angeline. Welcome to the rendezvous. How can I help you tonight?
3: Thank you. Well, I've been dating online and I've been talking to a few guys. And this one guy we've been talking to for a while. And uh, it going great at first, you know, um, really flirty, really fun. But um, it's starting to kind of fizzle out. So I, I just wondered if you know, if I should actually go ahead and try to meet him in person or do you think it's past its course and there's nothing really between us and I should just give up.
1: Uh, before I answer that, I have a question. So what's your intuition? What is your intuition on this guy? Do you feel that it's worth trying to meet him or you feel it's not too late now?
3: I think it's worth trying to meet him. He's really interesting and we have a lot in common. I think maybe it would actually maybe spark some interest if we actually met each other in person, you know.
1: Yeah, but then why that hasn't happened yet?
3: I don't know. I, it seems like, you know, every time we try to meet up, something comes up. So okay. I'm not sure. Maybe okay. he's shy or doesn't really want to meet, you know.
1: <laughs> okay, so then I see you give it a chance. So you say one last time, just say, hey, let's meet up for coffee uh, this weekend and uh, go for it. Because Angeline, who doesn't dare, doesn't live. So you don't want to oh, have Oh, I love re- that. Yeah, who doesn't dare, doesn't live. Uh, in French, mm-hmm. qui n'ose pas, ne vit pas, if you speak French. Um, oh, and beautiful. Uh, the re- yeah, the reason of this philosophy is since we have one life, when it comes to love, we've got to take a there. So I say reach out to him, have coffee. If he doesn't want to show up or doesn't show up, then let it go, okay? Oh,
3: thank you so much. I appreciate it. I will. You're
1: most welcome. Good luck to you et bonne chance.
3: Merci, Simon. <laughs> Merci,
1: Angéline. Bonsoir. Oh, I just got an interesting Instagram DM. Somebody has doubt because they saw a picture in their partner's bedroom. Mm -mm -mm. And that's coming up next. You're listening to The Rendezvous and I'm Simon Marcel. If you have a question for me, but you can't call me right now, you can always send me a DM on my Instagram at Rendezvous Radio. Trish, what's going on with that picture in that person's partner's bedroom?
2: All right, so Sandra messaged in and said, Bonjour, Simon.
1: Bonjour, Sandra.
2: I'm dating a man who is divorced, and I went to his place for the first time last night, and I noticed that he has his wedding photo on his dresser. Mm -hmm. He told me that the divorce was finalized over a year ago, and I believe him, but why would he still have the picture up? I didn't ask him about it, but I'm definitely concerned that this may be a red flag. Do you think I should ask him about it?
1: Sandra, that's a great question. If you notice that your partner of a year still have his wedding picture on his dresser, is that a red flag? I'm going to answer that next. How would you feel if you start dating somebody, you know they've been divorced for a year, and for the first time you go to their house, what do you see on a dresser? A wedding picture. So is that a red flag? Sandra, yes, it is. I don't see the reason why once you divorce, you should keep a picture of you and your ex-wife together on your dresser. That, that, that doesn't make sense. I can see maybe somewhere in the house, in the basement. You want to keep the memory if you're but That doesn't make any sense. You should ask him why. I'll be, I'll be honest. I would be like you. I would be concerned and say, listen, I noticed that. I just wonder why would you have a picture of you and your ex-wife on your dresser? And then let's decide, based on your intuition, if you think he's telling you the truth, there's maybe a reason that I don't know right now, or maybe he's still into his ex-wife and he misses her. And then you have to decide, stay with him or not. But it is a red flag, so you are got to know why. Uh, You call the next 855-905-8255. 855-905-8255. Melissa, bonjour. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Melissa. What is going on with you tonight? How can I help you?
3: So, I had a date with this guy, and I really like him, but there were a couple of red flags, and so I'm not sure if I should go on another date with him.
1: Okay, what are the red flags?
3: Well, we were hanging out pretty late, um, and I said a couple of times that I should probably get going because I need to get home, and I was like an hour away from home, Mm -hmm. and he didn't care. He kept saying, oh, it's not that late, and I I felt like he was disregarding the fact that I had a long way to go home, and to me, I want somebody who cares about my safety and wanting me to get home early and safely, and I don't know, give me an Uber if you're offering or asking me to stay even later, so I don't know.
1: So, is that the first date, or you've had other dates with him?
3: It was the first date.
1: Mm -hmm. Um, The date itself, how exciting, romantic, exhilarating you felt during that first date?
3: I wouldn't describe it with those words. It was nice.
1: (laughs) Okay. Nothing great then.
3: Nothing great. (laughs)
1: <laughs> okay. Yeah, I don't I don't hear in your voice the enthusiasm I was describing earlier with the words I used. So, yes, uh, I think, Melissa, you let that go, right? I think that between him not caring enough to send you Uber, and I agree with you there, and the fact that you were not feeling exhilarated or romanced or, you know, charmed and enchanted, um, all those things that we expect, at least, when there's great chemistry, Melissa, I would not give him a second date. I would move on.
3: Okay. I agree. Thank you.
1: Melissa, thank you so much for calling and good luck to you on the next date.
3: Thank you so much.
1: You're welcome and have a good night. After the first date, there are always a couple signs, some feelings of enchantment. And I want to talk about that next. I don't know about you, but after a great date, this is usually how I know it was a great date. First of all, I feel like we kind of knew each other. Like, you know, you sit down and you kind of already kind of feel like you knew each other. It's just a strange feeling. There's a, you know, usually also when I have a great date, it it lasts longer than usual. So because the conversation is so, the flow is easy breezy. You have a lot to talk to each other. It's just so natural and easy. Usually a dinner is an hour, an hour and a half. And, you know, three hours later, you look at your watch, like, what? It's like 10 o'clock or 11 o'clock at night. And then there is, you know, the physical touch uh, you know, a girl would put her hand on my arm or I would do put my, my hand on the shoulder and we leave. That that physical chemistry that is just such a good sign. And then, you know, for me at least, at the end of the date, you know, um, I just want to kiss you. I mean, that's that's how I feel. When I have all of that and I feel it's, you know, reciprocity there, I just, that, that's a great date. Talking about that, let me share with you a true story of a great date I had. That's next. Talking about romantic dates, um, I don't know if you've been in Paris before. I was just there to visit my folks, actually, my parents that I miss dearly. So I was there about a month ago. so And I had a wonderful date, which I advised for you to do the same. The river La Seine in Paris has those boats, those big boats. There's a restaurant on top. And you tour all over Paris looking at monuments and the actual Notre Dame and everything else. And I really, just whether it's romantic or not, just do the tour. But I was on that boat with that lovely french lady and we had this enchanting evening and the service is wonderful food french food and then the light in paris at night the city of lights is the reason why it's enchanting and it's one of those nights that i will not forget um she lives there i live here so we left it there but we had a wonderful kiss after that and that was the last time i saw her but i say that to you every time we have an enchanting date it's worth sharing it and remembering it forever so, if you have one, always call me. 855-905-8255. If you want to make a French dude happy, all you got to do is call in and share your love or romantic stories. You know how much I love them. Elise, bonjour.
0: Bonjour, Simon.
1: Bonjour, Elise. Um,
0: I'm, <laughs> I'm calling from California. I listened to your show from California. Um, Thank you. And one of the most romantic dates uh, that I went on... Uh, I I was dating somebody that worked at Fox Studios, so one of those movie studios, Um, Mm -hmm. and we went to a very nice dinner beforehand, and then he said, hey, I'm going to take you on a tour of the studio, and I had never been there before, Mm -hmm. and it was after hours, and he managed to get like a little golf cart, (laughs) and we were by ourselves this whole time touring all of Fox Studios, which I don't know how... Uh, interested you are in touring movie sets and um to see where tv shows are filmed but it's it was amazing it was amazing we climbed up some tower where we were overlooking the entire lot and could see all of the different stages sound stages where they shoot a lot of different tv shows and Mm -hmm. just it was so nice and we kissed up there and it was really nice
1: it is, and, and I've always said it, there's no love without proof of love. And all that set up, all that evening, how you prepared and everything, and, and I just think it's a proof of love. So I'm so happy you shared that story from California. Yeah. That just, that's, that's great. Thank you so much. Thank you, Elise, for sharing that You're story welcome.
0: with us. You're welcome. Thank you, yes,
1: Simon. Have a, have a good night.
0: You too. Bye-bye.
1: Stay with me. More Rendezvous is next. So i got a question for you to finish this show. When should you exchange numbers... On dating apps so that question was actually put on a poll on my social media at rendezvous radio and here's the result of that question when should you exchange numbers on dating apps 33% of you said three days 58% of you said one week and only 9% said right away I would say even later than a week I would say only after you've met the person should you give your phone number once you feel it's safe Otherwise, just use the dating app. It's the safest way. Good luck to you if you do that anyway. uh, I'll be back tomorrow. Thank you so much for listening to me tonight. Et bonne nuit.
0: The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel.